This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody, on a beautiful Tuesday morning, October 13th. Glad you've taken time out of your busy day to be part of Morning Breath. Morning Breath is a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. What I mean by that is we spend some time, I and a coach spend some time at home or in our office, wherever you like to kind of study your Bible. I actually do it two places and uh, spend some time with the Lord, read the chapter, think about what, what the Word is saying to us, ask God to speak to our our hearts about whatever may be going on in our own lives or the lives of others around, and then just uh, come down to the studios here afterwards. We read the read it live on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. It's always a lot of fun. We're on John 15 today. My co-host is Pastor Christian Hurston. You're looking pretty trendy there, Christian. Yeah, thanks. I'm trying to take a little page out of your book of looking sharp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice try. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so what's going on? Tell folks about Morning Breath, how to get on board. Yeah, the easiest way to be able to stay in touch is through the East Coast app, which you can get on the Apple or the Google Play Store, and just search those words, East Coast app. It's got a blue background with the cool little East Coast logo in the circle, and they do a great job of keeping that updated. It's got everything you ever need to stay up with events, past sermons, Morning Breath schedule or episodes. You can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, and there's something there every day for like a daily encouragement and be able to stay connected to the Word. Or you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060. We would love to either email or mail out a devotion guide to you. Yeah, we also had some great news is that the Flourish Conference just got done. That was amazing. Yep. Yeah, going all digital, but the ladies did a good job as they actually got together and a lot of house parties. Our TNT girls all got together from 7th through 12th grade Mm -hmm. and did a big party. And it was amazing is that we're not going to be held back during this time with COVID, but pressing forward into the amazing things that God has planned for us. Absolutely. And I I thought it it went really, really good. And uh, I think it's actually harder to do a digital conference. Yeah. But uh, the the party in a box that they sent to everybody, the individual gifts. Excuse me. I got a yawn. Um, yeah, it was incredible. The individual gifts that came, just really fun that way. Um, I hope uh, everybody was successful in getting on their devices to yeah. watch it at the home parties. That, yeah. that part was important, too. So. Yeah, and the community part. You know, Anne-Marie got to host one at our house, and it's funny. You know, it's funny. As much as it's like you're like, oh, we've got people coming over, I like it as a husband because it's like the house has never been cleaner. You know, mm. getting ready for the party oh, and for I the see. hosting, it's like we started a week out so that way it wasn't like backed into the last day. And it's like, man, look at that tile. Look you at, like a clean house? I do. You know, uh, we got, we got I spend kids. all week trying to mess up a clean house. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Your four kids probably spend all week yeah. messing up it. a clean As house. They say keeping a clean house with kids is like trying to brush your teeth while eating Oreos. Like there's not a lot of point oh. because it's going to get dirty That's again. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. What else we need to talk about? Any other uh, announcements we need to make? Of course, we have online services, but we have live services. Yeah. There's room for everybody. There's room for you. Yeah. And all our child the kids. care yep. is all back, all which the is kids. great. 
So every age for children's ministry is back in full swing. This and past weekend, we did it the first yeah. first time since the pandemic hit. It's amazing just to be back. And we want to say welcome home. Like we have a spot for you or whether you're coming for the first time, maybe you've just joined us as an online church member and you're coming in for the first time or you've yep. been a part of East Coast for years. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. So lots going on that way, online or in person is, is real good. And don't forget that Matt and Jess, every Monday, uh, they do uh, morning breath as a... What do you call that? Yeah, a video blog. Video blog. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Video blog? What do you call it, Nick? <laughs> video podcast. Video, video podcast. podcast. I knew that was better. That's better. Some, sometimes they say vlog. Yeah, vlog. Right? That was uh, old. Yeah, vlog is like when people Vlog are like, is old? I think so. I don't think it's old. Vlog is just Thank walking you, around uh, like outside and you know, oh, yeah. recording your life. Really? Yeah. Video log. log. Thanks, Nick. That's a video log Nick's, of your life. Nick's 19, 20. He keeps us 21. up to date. 21. <laughs> yeah, he's 19, 20, 21, 21. 22, One of those. 23, 24. 48. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into it today. All right. We're going to read a chapter here. going to read John uh, 15. Uh, this chapter really uh, really moved my life in a, in a really good direction when I was a young Christian. So Absolutely. Grateful for it. Uh, I'm going to read first. I'm going to read New King James. I'm going to read 1 through 14, and then you can read 15 through 27. Sounds good. What translation are you going to read? New Living Translation. New Living. Okay. All right. I must say it to you. Read, sir. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear, bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned." If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments, abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Verse 15, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love each other. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you're no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. They would not be guilty if I had not come and spoke to them. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. 
If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. This fulfills what is written in their scriptures. They hated me without cause. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify about me. And you must also testify about me because you have seen, you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Amen. The beginning of my ministry. Yeah. Hmm. They were there. Doesn't sound like what Jesus would say. For some reason. Feels different. From the beginning of my ministry. I don't know. Yeah, it's in New Living Translation, though, and you know, mine simply just says, you've been with me from the beginning. Yeah. And of course, it I... It feels different. Yeah, it does. It feels different. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, when I hear things like my ministry, I, it always makes me a little bit nervous. Now, yeah. I'm not picking on the Bible here, of course, yeah. the Bible's smarter than me, but, you know, this is my ministry. Yeah. Uh, you it's know, all God's. My ministry is, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Wow. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. I, that just... Kind of hits me sideways, and yeah. that's just me. But, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I messed up somebody's, you know, the way they feel about the way the New, New yeah. Living said that, but it just the way it hit me. So, yeah, words matter. And you think about make <laughs> Jesus famous, and like that's the yeah. whole concept and the yeah. idea is to point back. And Jesus constantly pointed back to the Father and everything he did. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He pointed yeah. back. And so maybe that doesn't reflect the real meaning of what he was saying there. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that you can find that in every translation. Mm-hmm. I, I like certain things the way they're said in other translations, yeah. but that just, that just hit me just a little bit there. Yeah. Well, uh, just to start out to say how much this, uh, chapter meant to me, the verse that, uh, just incredible promise from the scripture. And don't get me wrong. There's there's actually quite a few warnings in this chapter. Mm-hmm. It's not just a promise chapter, and, yeah. the, and uh, the warnings are not to be ignored. And so please don't think just because I'm going to this promise, I don't understand there are warnings here. You know, every branch that is in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Yeah. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Yeah, that's not You know, that, that's, that's a warning. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. So there's, there's a lot of warnings in this chapter, and we could look at those. But the promise in verse 7 simply says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Yeah. Now, that's such a simple verse, so straightforward. But that verse, I had some, I had some big needs when I became a Christian yeah. that didn't, you know, sort of just go away when I, after I was born again. They were more, uh, you know, ongoing issues that I dealt with in my life, sickness and drug abuse and all sorts of things that I had going on in my life, I really needed to uh, to get set free. And mm-hmm. so I wanted what I desire really bad. Yeah. Um, my son was born sick. I wanted him healed. I, you know, just a lot of things that, that were out there. And so I took this serious about abiding in the Lord and his words abiding in me. Because then it said I could ask what I will and it will be done unto me. And so, uh, done for you, excuse me. And so I, I just dug in. I dug into the Lord. I dug into the word. Yeah. And just stand. 
I dug into the word and I really equated how much word I get in me is going to determine how much I can boldly ask God for and get answers to. And it really, it really changed my life. I'm grateful. I don't know if I did it all for the, for the right reasons necessarily in each situation, but I am grateful for pouring the word into my life, trying to get to a place where, where I could see the answers to my prayers in those areas. And the the cool part is I did. I saw the answers of That's every cool. one. Yeah, 30 plus years yeah. later, 35, 40, like 40, in that time, yeah. 40 years, you see the evidence of if you're going to choose a way to walk, like I'd rather believe God and his word than anything else. Yeah. You know, and you're not coming through on the other side saying, well, I don't believe that anymore. You know, yeah. you know more oh, than no. ever. It's I like, do. I believe it more than ever. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a, it's an incredible thing to think what, I wrote my margin years ago, large asking, word-centered, desire-granting, fruit-producing prayer. That's the kind of prayer I want to have. Large asking, word-centered, desire-granting, fruit-producing prayer. And, you know, the other thing I'll say, you you say, oh, you're just greedy. You just want everything for you. Now, wait a second. When the Bible says that you produce fruit, I'm here just to submit that it, that it could be that what the Bible's talking about there on fruit is for others. Yeah. Because I've never seen a plant, well, I rarely see plants eating their own fruit. Mm-hmm. Most plants produce fruit for yeah. someone else, yeah. for others. Now, only if no one eats them and they fall on the ground and rot, then they go back in the soil and feed the plant. Yeah. But um, fruit's for others. And so I'm very much, you know, concerned about bearing fruit. And I know this, that the more fruit my life displays, the more answers to prayer my life displays, the more God is glorified, yeah. the more he's lifted up. He's not glorified by fruitlessness. And those big prayers were for the church and for the body. And like you've always done a good job of deflecting that and saying it's not about Dan Staubaum. It's about East Coast Christian Center and the work yeah, of the that's ministry been easy. in the world. That's been easy. It's easy for you, but it's a big <laughs> thing. Like that's what the verse jumped out to me is verse five says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. You know, he's the source. Says, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. I had an opportunity to talk to some of our apprentices here at East Coast. And those are young people, 18 to 25 to 30, that have kind of given a year or two to their lives to submit to, I want to be in the ministry. And they're at university here. And many of them work at the church. And they're either a part of the pastoral track or worship or production. Mm -hmm. And they asked, the question was, what's the number one thing, the advice that you would give to a young person wanting to be in the ministry? And I said, without a doubt, it's having a personal and real relationship with Jesus. Like, yes, we go to church. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do these things, but everything else will fall apart. You can look good and you can make it for a season by being charismatic and by being organized mm-hmm. and by having talent. But what happens is that Jesus talked about a whitewashed tomb when he was talking to the Pharisees and it's harsh. They looked great on the outside, but on the inside, there was deadness. And we see that in our world a lot, unfortunately, in ministry is people can fake it until they can't make it anymore. And that's where the evidence comes out. And this is a great verse to say, you need to have the real roots and the real depth. And it's where Jesus would go and spend quality, quiet time with his father. Nobody was Mm. looking. It wasn't for the crowd. It was for him. And it was for that intimacy. And that's where it all comes out of versus just looking good on the stage. Who cares about the stage? Like the stage will eat your lunch versus having a real relationship with God. Yeah, if you live for the stage, the stage will let you down. Yeah. 
You live for Jesus, he'll never let you down. Yeah. You know, it's interesting here. He calls himself the vine and us the branches. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Have you ever thought about it this way? What use is the branch on a vine? Mm-hmm. So, number one, a vine is not like this. You know, it's not mahogany or yeah. oak or, yeah. you know, some massive tree. Huh. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of... Uh, Spindly, you know, twisty, yeah, run around twines, all that stuff. Yeah. And and if it wasn't for a fence or a trellis or some sort of structure structure, it wouldn't even be able to stand on its own. It would just flop down on the ground and rot. And so vine branches are really, 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 really useless. Yeah. Apart from being connected. You know, where then you become fruitful and fruit-bearing and all sorts of good things happen to a vine that way. But when you separate one, it says here they're only good to be thrown in the fire. (laughs) And at that, probably only kindling. They wouldn't even— Oh, yeah, they don't burn up much. Yeah, they wouldn't burn very long. And uh, I don't know. I'm just so impressed with the fragility. Is that a good word? Yeah. How how weak and uh, not impressive a a vine branch is. Pretty unimpressive, yeah. but yet I abide in him, and yet he calls me friend, and yet yeah. he's promised to help me at all, always, it's so and great. yet he loves me. It's and, a good reminder. Yeah, it's I, I love that. I, I've, I think you have, you've heard you, I've heard you say a similar thing, but my dad, who's on a similar track to you, a couple years older, been in ministry for 40 years, says this often. He says, the older I get, the more I realize I need Jesus. Like mm-hmm. as a young man, he's like, I got this. I can do it. I can work hard. I can travel the world, do the things. And now he's like, man, I can't do anything without Jesus. Yeah. And it's really sobering. And I've even just seen in you know my 20 years of walking with the Lord, I'm like, oh, every day I need him more and more. And this is a great indicator of it. Yeah, very, very uh, amazing little portion of scripture here. Mm-hmm. And then it says, when things are going great and you're bearing fruit, He'll prune you, yeah, <laughs> to bear more fruit. Yay! That, that that's th- exciting. It I is love exciting. being pruned, and I'm not sure yeah. that's everything people make it out to be. Yeah, um, you know, it's like oh, that's so bad, and yeah. you know, no, not the thorn flesh. That's yeah, all yeah. silliness, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I've pruned a lot of trees and bushes in my lifetime, and uh, there's the first thing you do when you prune is cut out all the dead wood. Yeah. And then the next thing you do is cut out all the diseased parts. Mm-hmm. If you've got a part that's, you know, not doing well, it's, you can tell it's going the wrong direction. And only then do you then prune uh, good, healthy branches. But the reason you prune them, I have roses, and I've grown roses for a long time. If you cut a branch on a rose, it will usually produce two, yeah. at least two more branches. Wow. And, and it could be three or four branches will come out of that. And a lot of times it's three. A lot of times you cut one a major, major uh, branch on a rose bush, and it'll put out three new major yeah. branches. And if you cut those three, they'll produce nine. Wow. And et cetera, et cetera, till you get a bush full of roses. I've had over, you know, 25. And these aren't like, you know, tea roses or you know, bush roses. These are real, you know, type long stem type roses. Yeah. I've had over 35 on a bush at one time. Wow. 
and uh, it comes from pruning them correctly. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I do is I cut the old rows off before, generally, not always, but generally before it's completely gone. Mm-hmm. Um, because then, you know, the other thing I do, and this will help you with this idea, is when I grow tomatoes, I pick the blooms off when they're small. Okay. I do not want that tomato bush putting all its effort when it's when it's a foot tall into building three tomatoes. Yeah. So I I pr- pull off the blossoms so yeah. it doesn't bear fruit until it gets to be three feet tall. It can handle it. And then it has more strength, and then I get dozens of tomatoes off yeah. of it. And so sometimes you even pick the fruit off of something to make the other fruit stronger. Later on. Yeah. That's so cool. a lot of that goes on there. So pruning is not necessarily, it's never, never does somebody prune just because they're a jerk unless, unless it's FPL and they don't want your tree on your bushes. But yeah, no, yeah. on their lines, boy, trees get brutalized because oh, yeah. of that power line running through yeah. there, don't they? But other than that, most people prune for looks and improvement, health. For and, the benefit. Yeah, all yeah. for the benefit of the plant itself. Yeah. Yep. This is a little bit of a shift, but verse 12 says, this is the command, love each other in the same way I've loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for Mm. a friend. And I love this idea, Jesus says later, is that they'll know you're my followers because of the way you love one another. And John talks a lot about it, this. If you read 1st, 2nd, 3rd John 2, he's going to use love excessively. But it's such a great way is as Christians, we're not called to just have, like I pick on this, like the best Christian bumper stickers or the best Christian catchy t-shirts. It's really we're called to be a good neighbor to be kind to each other. You know, how about you next time you're at the grocery store, pick up the groceries on the person behind you, like pay for those, take care of someone else. And that's going to speak a lot more than you, you know, standing on a street corner with a sign, than you trying to be loud and boisterous. There's quieter, more subtle things that you could do. They could speak volumes and make a difference. Or you do a great job of this, Pastor Dan, of just being a good neighbor, like help someone out when you know you need to maybe cut their grass or do something that's going to speak volumes to them versus just, you know, yelling a scripture at someone across the lawn because they did something stupid. Yeah, none of that works. In fact, our neighborhood's gotten a little bit, um, we're in a little bit of a competition of who's going to help out most of his grass. That is cool. What a good problem to have. Seriously, my neighbor across the street, if he's <laughs> if he gets done with his first, he'll go over and mow my neighbor's yard. If I get done with mine first, I go over and mow. Yeah. I get there first, I mow it. And the guy at the other end of our street uh, mows, mows the lawn right now. We had a new guy move into our neighborhood, and he wasn't from around here, and he didn't understand what heights to cut the grass and yeah. all that, so he went out there and cut his grass about an inch tall and almost ruined his yard, Yeah, and uh, so I cut his grass while he got his mower fixed, because he was, like, cutting roots on the tree and that with it, but anyway, <laughs> I mowed his grass for a while, and, you know, it just it's just good. How are we going to get to know people in this, you know, garage door society we live yeah. in? The people pop the garage door up and they go in. And in Florida, it's hot in the summer. You don't yeah. sit out on the porch or, yeah. you know, sit in, in the front yard and, and things of that nature. So it's a great way to get to know people. Yep. Well, we're going to take a break. Speaking of get to know people. And when we'll be back, we'll share one more thought with you. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. 
For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is morning breath. Verse 15 says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Mm. You know, on bad days or days that I struggle, I think, you know, me, friend? You know, am I always a faithful friend to everybody I know? No. Um, am I always a faithful friend to God? No, probably not. But I just thought about a few people he called friends in the Bible. And you think about Peter and Peter forsook him. Yeah. You know, you think about, you know, Job when he was, uh, you know, sort of diseased and miserable and, yeah. you know, laying there, uh, you know, deal, when nobody else wanted him, his wife was rejecting him. God wanted him, you know, when you fail. You think of Samson, you know, mm -hmm. Samson failed in so many ways, but he cried out to God in his last days and more was, uh, he, he, he was victorious over more in his death than he was in his life. Yeah. Uh, when we don't fit, you know, in, uh, Jeremiah, the pot, you know, yeah. that wasn't, had to be remade and all and that. David blowing it. Yeah, is, come you know, on. Close to God. And, uh, even when we're not following him or, or being, uh, who we need to be in a situation, he still calls us friends. He yeah. still seeks us out. 
he still has a spirit of truth pursuing us and ready to help us. And so it's a good thing. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining us today on Morning Breath. See you, Pastor Christian. Thanks for helping. Yeah, we'll see you. Talk to you guys next time. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.